0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, August 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. Trump touts deal with Japan. More tariff hikes. Britsera challenges EPA over ethics and demand for H2A slows. U.S. ag groups hail Japan trade deal. U.S. farm groups are already showing excitement about a deal struck with Japan that's expected to increase market access for a wide variety of ag commodities ranging from dairy to wine. Japan is our third largest agricultural market, said U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. He's in France attending a G7 summit with President Donald Trump. They import about $14 billion worth of U.S. agriculture products, and this will open up markets to over $7 of those products. In the agriculture area, it will be a major benefit for beef, pork, wheat, dairy products, wine, ethanol, and a variety of other products. Trump said an agreement in principle has been reached, and the two countries hope to finalize it next month. AgriPulse first reported the pending deal on Saturday. This is much-needed good news on the agriculture trade front, according to American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall. Top U.S. agricultural exports to Japan currently include beef, corn, pork, soybeans, and wheat. We appreciate the administration's work to secure greater access for these farm goods and others. We look forward to reviewing the details of the agreement. Trump announces U.S. tariff hike in latest trade war escalation. The U.S.-China trade war escalated twice on Friday. President Trump declared the U.S. would increase rates for existing tariffs on $250 billion in Chinese goods, as well as boost tariffs on $300 billion worth of imports that haven't yet been levied. The move followed the announcement that China will raise tariff rates on $75 billion worth of U.S. farm goods. And that includes soybeans, oats, barley, peanuts, potatoes, apples, oranges, lemons, limes, avocados, lettuce, broccoli, tomatoes, almonds, walnuts, and many other crops grown across the country. China's retaliation to hit West Coast hard. The latest tit-for-tat on tariffs between the U.S. and China has farm groups and others dismayed that the trade war may be spiraling out of control, and some of the hardest hit by the latest escalations are West Coast farmers. Friday started off with China announcing it would raise tariffs on $75 billion worth of U.S. goods by 5-10 to percent and target scores of agriculture commodities. While some typical Midwest crops will be impacted, many more West Coast staples will bear much of the brunt. A list published by China's Commerce Ministry of thousands of products to be hit by higher tariffs includes fruits, vegetables, and tree nuts. The list includes spinach, avocados, grapes, lemons, limes, oranges, pears, apricots, peaches, plums, strawberries, watermelons, cantaloupes, tomatoes, apples, onions, garlic, lettuce, celery, carrots, turnips, olives, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, almonds, walnuts, pistachios, Brazil nuts, cashews, macadamia nuts, chestnuts, and more. The escalation of the trade war did not stop there. Later in the day, President Trump announced a retaliation to China's retaliation. He declared via Twitter that the U.S. would increase rates on $550 billion worth of Chinese goods, $300 of which haven't even gone into effect yet. The Chinese tariff increases are set to be imposed September 1 and December 15, the same time the U.S. had planned its tariff increases. Trump tweeted his increase on existing tariffs will go into effect on October 1. Feinstein chides Trump as trade war escalates. California senior senator didn't hold back criticizing President Donald Trump after China imposed $75 billion in tariffs on ag products and U.S. goods Friday. Feinstein said our farmers, workers, and families can't afford to keep paying the price for the president's ill-conceived trade policies. California, our largest agriculture state, until recently sold more than $2 billion a year in agriculture products to China, including wine, nuts, and berries. Becerra challenges EPA over advisory committee. Attorney General Xavier Becerra expressed his support Friday for environmental justice groups suing the EPA over alleged ethics violations. Becerra joined nine other attorneys general in filing an amicus brief supporting the plaintiffs. The lawsuit challenges an EPA directive prohibiting scientists receiving EPA grant money from serving on an advisory board. Becerra called it a blatant attempt to force independent academic scientists out. And replace them with industry plants. He said at a news release in California, we believe in and proudly support science. California's own ethics lapses. A longtime chair of Cal EPA's own scientific review panel has been considered an activist scientist by a number of people, including Brian Leahy, a former director of the California Department of Pesticide Regulation. The chair UCLA professor emeritus John Fruens has been arrested in 1968 for inciting a riot and making incendiary devices. Fruens was a member of the Chicago 7, the group responsible for anti-war riots at the Democratic National Convention. Fruens later served nearly 30 years as chair of the review panel before resigning in 2013 after multiple controversies including alleged conflicts of interest. During his tenure, the state was also sued over repeatedly failing to follow the review protocol for political appointees when delegating Froens and others to the panel. Froens was let go but returned to the panel months later. Froens was also accused of entertaining emails from a few key anti pesticide activists. Where is he now? Well, Froens co-authored a UCLA report in March condemning county ag commissioners for issuing too many permits for toxic pesticides. The report citations include a number of fact sheets and lawsuits from anti-pesticide groups. The response from Joel Nelson, the former president of the California Citrus Mutual, was John Froens has been anti-pesticide since he's been a Ph.D. Demand for H-2A slows. Demand for farm workers under the H-2A visa program continues to slow down relative to recent years. The Labor Department certified 82,776 H-2A positions during the third quarter of Fiscal 19 that ended June 30th, a record number for a third quarter, but an increase of only 2% from the same quarter in Fiscal Year 18. That according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. That third quarter total in FY18 was up 29% from the year before. So what's going on? Farmview economists say the slowdown could be a sign that demand for H-2A has matured, but they believe there is evidence that it may be related to poor growing conditions in key states. Farmers in four of the top ten states for H-2A usage, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, and South Carolina, all requested fewer H-2A workers in the third quarter. Other top states, California, Florida, and Washington, saw increases in H-2A demand. By the way, the H-2A program is drawing the attention of Democratic presidential candidates, a sign that farm worker advocates are reaching out to campaigns. Senator Bernie Sanders' new Green New Deal plan calls for raising H-2A wage rates and providing the workers with a path to citizenship. Washington Governor Jay Inslee dropped out of the race last week shortly after releasing a rural economic plan that called for scrapping the Trump administration's planned overhaul of the H-2A visa program. Inslee also endorsed proposed heat restrictions for farm workers. California's water and labor issues push dairies to consolidate California saw significant growth in milk production in the decade leading up to the recession, but it has been mostly in decline over the past 10 years. That is the result of a combination of water availability concerns and heightened labor regulations, according to a new report from Rabobank. California is tied with Idaho for the greatest number of large-scale dairies. The two western states have 35 operations with more than 5,000 cows. Both Idaho and Texas, which ranks second, have seen substantial growth over the last decade. The report, which is based on data from the USDA's 2017 Ag Census, notes that the industry overall is shifting towards large-scale operations and to non-traditional dairy regions. It says these regions may be more favorable to larger farms due to land value, local regulations, or water availability. California's dairies have also been facing increasing regulatory costs to meet strict new air and water quality standards. Here's today's He Said It. They are completely politicizing a process that is not new and is being carried out as it always has, while they claim the federal government is doing the very thing. That Wayne Western, Jr., a columnist for the San Joaquin Valley Sun, Responding to an L.A. Times report that the Trump administration has been sequestering documents related to an environmental review for water flows. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, August 26th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.